0: Welcome to the Mindful Surfer podcast with myself, Will Foster, and my co-host, Liam Morgan, who referred to my fart that took place about two and a half minutes ago as chewy, which always seems to make me giggle because sort of, it's got so much substance to it. Oh, it's awful. You can get a bite off it. Like an air biscuit. One of our uh, friends of the show, a guy named Bob, who's an amazing human who allows and has allowed... Liam and I to be in this studio here, uh, called it an air biscuit. Yeah. So I like
1: that's always the I, best I, term.
0: I like that he he wasn't shy. You know, that's that's Bob. He's great
1: like that. Called you out. Because Will was trying to blame the dog. For I never said anything about the dog. <laughs> Passing I just the blame.
0: sat here and look, Bob looked at me and said, Have you dropped an air biscuit? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I, I did fart. Yeah. And it was strong actually. Um, yeah, it's that's got right. a chicken broth vibe to it.
1: We're bringing you this from Sid Valley Radio. Sid Valley Radio, home of great tunes. There you go.
0: Um, and we are in the midst of the longest flat spell. Oh my god! In winter, in this part of the world, I've ever noted or ever known. And it's ironic because it is it's winter, and it's this flat. Yeah. So you know, it's our time. It's our time, man.
1: We should have pumping. Where waves. is it? Well, there, are, there have been waves on the north coast, haven't they? Yes, it? of course. But we, you know, this is the mindful surface. So you have to be mindful about when you can get there. Are you working? Do you have family commitments? We're having to sort of live our own experience of this advice-wise because it's not always possible to get in the car and do a, a couple of hours there and a couple of hours back. Is it? It's true.
0: I mean, it's it's it, it's a it's like an hour and a half yeah. really for North Devon from where we are. Um, and like you said but it is listen by the by the time by the, you've actually changed by the time and all you've
1: the fa- had and, your wee stops. and I've had my wee I've had my <laughs> we stops yeah. if I'm going it's if like it's, an hour and 25 minutes
0: if, if, if Liam aka the camel because Liam did do it, I think one time we did a full day of surfing two surfs and Liam weed once I think although actually if I'm drinking water you're out. pissed the other day you did last week because this is actually we haven't recorded since oh we did you've already covered that topic. oh excuse me I talked about <laughs> before you tell everybody again <laughs> before I say that again, but Liam did do a wee last week. It was very interesting before the surf. But no, no, I, I do wee a lot. Um, it does take up a bit more time out of the journey. But yeah, we're on a flat flat spell, flat run, but there are ways up north. I went then again. Um, I went again twice. Yeah, you didn't so, do the early one in the week either. Yeah, no. so yeah, we had a couple of surfs. It was good fun. Too busy grafting. Too busy grafting, lad. And actually... The early surf in the week, and I won't name the beach because you don't want to give these things away, mate. You know, secret spot, mate. Um, Although it's not secret at all. But I just went to a beach, uh, a certain tide, and the banks down one end, worse that I've ever seen. The rivers really messed them up. And I think it's because of the flooding that took place in, in December and things and whatever. The other end, however, has shifted and gotten better. all oh, right, Even better than ever. So uh, there's the usual left that's down there, and then there's another little left, but then there was a right that was heading back in towards the lefts, and me and my friend were just on that right, wave after wave after wave uh, of chest-high, maybe waist chest-high, barrels and really, really round little things. You could just get really low. They were only micro-barrels, but I had a couple where I actually... I would go as far as saying, yeah, the deepest barrels that I've had ever. And I don't know why I wasn't as stoked as I could or should have been, whatever that word really means, should is a silly word, because, because they weren't full-on, sort of not stand-up, not stand up, but slight crouching in, like, mega yeah. barrels, like, whoa, that's scary. Because the scary element had gone, um, it was like, oh, cool, there's a little view, and then pop out. And I, I was I was getting a cool view, just fully of the tube, And then popping out of what's called the the doggy door. It's where you... You know the doggy door expression? You know, when the the wave closes out ahead of you and you slip out under the lip before it basically smashes on your head. And I was... But at the time, it was like, whoa. And even after a little bit of stoking, and and then I came away going, fucking hell. I think I had four or five barrels then. All right for some, isn't it? But it was one of those ones, because they were small um, (coughs) barrels... And you had to really crouch, like, like fully, like, squat down as low as you could. It didn't feel like that experience of, like, whoa. Like, I've had... There's always one that stands out in my memory. It's in, it was in Bali. And I just wasn't brave enough or good enough to, to make it. I wonder what I'd be like now. Um, but it was about 10 years ago, and I was pumping down the line, and it was four or five feet overhead, which is which, which which if you're going to get a proper whatever that means but if you're going to get a slight crouching snap slash stand-up barrel where you're deep in the bowl and you're getting you want to like run through that lip and lip and run through and then get spat out if you want that kind of barrel it's going to be pretty big um and, and this they're, thing, they're
1: scary waves aren't
0: they and this full on yeah and it, this thing's through and it's the deepest most full-on room of water I've ever been in, and I did not have the courage. Because the thing is, with courage is it's a, it's a French word. It's cœur means heart. Um, I didn't have the heart to stay there because my fear receptors took over. So that's and that's normal. That's what we talk about on the show all the time, or a lot of the time. Um, but I wonder what it'd be like now. But anyway the point is, since that barrel. Um, Whether fairly or unfairly, I've measured my other barrels against it a little bit. And I've had loads of shouldery ones, and I've had loads of little head-dippy things. And as we see on the show, head dips count. Everything counts. Everything counts, Um, et cetera. But each time I've had something close to that barley barrel, I just haven't had the the bravery to, mm, to just really sit there and just hold my line, hold my line. At that same beach where I'd had those microbells from the other day. In fact, I had that, I think about three years ago, one New Year's Day, and it was getting on for about two feet overhead, yeah. three feet overhead and throwing. And it was, I was capable. They were, you could see that that lip was holding. It was yeah. quick. You had to be fast, but I just, again. So I think it's experience. I think if I could put myself in a situation like the mentor ways and be there for, not just two weeks, but maybe four, six weeks, I think by the last two weeks,
1: Sort of start to just about. Well, everything hopefully is is about practice, you know. And I think that's what we were talking about a few shows ago now. And I was kind of really trying to get into this mind of, you know, we talk about like, oh, beginner surfer, blah, 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 intermediate, advanced. It all depends on the type of waves and the condition of the waves that you're surfing. Because you can be an, I'm just going to use their terminology, advanced surfer on one type of wave and a complete novice on the next. So it's all about how many hours of practice have you had on the given conditions that you're surfing. And um, I've, I wish we sort of looked at it more like that to say, okay, that Kelly Slater is a 10,000 hours of practice on those waves and you know Shane Dorian is a, a 15,000 hours of practice on those big waves and you know, et cetera. And so it would be easier then to measure yourself on the scale in a way because you know that there's no shortcut. You've got to put in that time at the crease, so to speak, use the cricket analogy, in order to get the practice. And you've got to do that in all variety of conditions. And it's really interesting to take yourself as a, let's say, a, a, an experienced surfer in a, you know, nice beach break and go and start again somewhere like Pipeline, where you've got to surf heavy barrels. Um, and I think there was a, this last year, it was uh, Riss Moore did it, didn't she, with Jamie O'Brien, where she sort of got, tried to get used to surfing pipe. And you could see even those surfers have nervousness about conditions that would otherwise throw them and similarly that kind of chasing giants kind of surfing that the kind of the the super either insane or brave guys and girls do is a totally different type of surfing again it's mm. it's you know big wave surfing is not like in inverted commas surfing surfing it's a, it's a, it's almost a different sport i think so true i remember being um
0: at down end point yeah uh, in North Devon. And when we say North Devon here, if you're, li- if you're listening to this show outside the UK, we're referring to the southwest of England, yeah. UK. Yeah. If you listen to this in New Zealand or America or wherever, because we've got listeners around the world, haven't we? We, we, we can, make, can make sure that when we say North Devon, we don't just...
1: We have got a listener. I mean, America's the next biggest audience for there us, you... and hopefully it grows. There you go. Our American friends, and thanks for kind of all your nice comments from over there. Indeed. But yeah, New Zealand, Australia, yes. France... Believe it or not, France. Oh, absolutely.
0: Even even though we did Pierre,
1: we we we. So uh, and all sorts of places, Japan. Yeah, there you go. International. We've gone. Mate. We've gone. We've got to start
0: learning some language. We've got to start sort of like what's the word? What's the what's the equivalent of stoked in Japanese? I think they use you stoke look, as well. They use the word stoke. Um, and North Devon. Yeah, uh, southwest. southwest England. I was with Adam Amin, who now is on the world stage. Now he's he's actually off to the nescot Now when is, is that? Now maybe soon. It's called the Nesco Reef. So that's the um, is that Mavs? It's yeah. Nesco Reef. Right. So Adam Amin is now uh, a big wave competitor.
1: Who we spoke to? Who we spoke quite to? Quite a few episodes who's, who's ago. Who's
0: a friend of the show? We spoke to many many episodes ago. Now, which is probably actually now, but that might have been one of the first episodes, episode seven or eight. Yeah, something it? like that. Yeah. So check that episode out. It's a good episode. But I we know or I know Adam particularly well uh, myself just through friends. He he grew up in the, in the town here that we we live in in Sidmouth. Um, and lovely guy, great guy. Adam lives in Hawaii now. Um, but I always remember surfing uh, down in point with him. It's just a point break. Um, it, it's reasonably mellow until it gets like a lot of spots until it gets big. Um, and when it gets big and the tide's a bit lower, it can really pitch right near the rocks and then run down the, down the reef as a, as a point word kind of thing. But it's heavy and it, you can get barreled there for sure. And I don't know how big it was. I mean, we've discussed this before on the show that, that we don't, you know, measure waves in, in feet, but in increments of fear, like William Finnegan from Barbarian Days, the best surf book of all time, if, if by you, the way. If you haven't read it, read it. Please read that book. It's one of the few books I've read twice. Um, I remember being with Adam... And I was just like, this guy is just the switch is different. His brain just works differently to mine, and and I and I had to just be extra patient. Adam went for everything. He would go for waves three feet in front of the rocks that were close out guaranteed close out barrels in front of the rocks. Just go. <laughs> I'm just like, what the? F-? So I was just watching him be an absolute crazy horse. Mm. Um, in in waves that I don't know how big they were, fifteen, twenty feet. I don't, I don't know, huge, but just yeah. hollow, breaking right into rocks, and and I was pulling out of like nine out of ten, yeah. and I made a couple, and they were gnarly and they scared the shit out of me, and you then you look at Adam, you see what he's doing now, and it, yeah, you know, certain people, I think, mm. mentally as well as physically, are well designed for certain activities you know
1: sometimes it's more the, men, the mind than it is totally is the is body dead. and with all sports or pursuits is that sometimes you have people who uh ability wise and body and conditioning could do it but mind i mean boxing is a great any fighting sports are really good a- a- example of that you can have the the best punch you could you, could, you, you can be in in, in tip top shape but if your mind's not able to overcome the fear and also then control of things like anger and you know to, to be able to stay calm in those situations in order to enact your training and your game plan then y- y- you 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 will fail so it's mm. it is mind is as important to train as, as body which is i think why those guys go through all of that Big conditioning time. and training Big and, time. Uh, as, as much as they do sort of physical stuff they do a lot of mind work
0: uh, and although it may seem that jamie o'brien doesn't respect pipeline as much as maybe people think he should based on the foamies and all the fun and games, you actually get him one-on-one, one-on-one, when you get him on camera there talking about the wave uh, in a more serious manner, he, he has huge respect yeah. for the wave um, and is intimidated by, and is, you know, t- has to really be on his game yeah. and all these things. You actually seen him in interviews yeah. talking about the wave because people have this thing where they sort of have this idea that, oh, some people are just freaks. They're not human. And no, 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 that's ridiculous. You if it's 10 foot, pipe and it's doing its thing huge respect yeah. for that and actually it makes me think of this clip i saw last night it was quite interesting completely random clip i saw of muhammad ali sat next to mike tyson mm. of all people on a chat show from the early 90s mm. maybe and this is when ali is probably getting a bit of his parkinson stuff yeah. and he's getting quite sick but can still sit and chat and mm. Much, much better than... Is he passed away now, Davey? Yeah. No, he is fine. Um, Than than he did in his latter years. Um, But anyway, he's he's talking about respect, actually. It's interesting, this, because you think a guy like Ali, again, you know, just... I am the best. I am the best. And just, you know, it's that pure arrogance. But actually, the interviewer said, uh, would you... Who would have won in a fight? And Tyson was asked, and Ali was asked. And Tyson said, don't even ask me. It's ridiculous. This guy is the, you know... The greatest full time, and Ali, you expect him to just go, yeah, thank you, tip of the hat, yeah, I am the greatest full time because that's the way he was in that way. But actually, yeah. he said, I was really surprised by this because with, with Muhammad Ali, there was just such a brash. It was all part of the thing, and it was fun. It's, a, it's but it was cool. ultra bravado, bravadoness, and all yeah. that. It's part of his. But act. even Ali goes, he said, I could move, I could dance, and I could get around this guy. But if he even clipped me. I'd be on the floor. And so it was a real like, oh, do you know, that's kind of quite cool. You've got Tyson, you've yeah. got Ali, the two, maybe two greats of all time who have actually both gone major respect. But what he shows is that, that, that even people at the top of their game, like Jamie O'Brien's this world, there's still massive respect there. Yeah. And you're also, if you are going to go into bigger waves, you're listening to this show and you're going to go into steeper waves, more barreling waves, whatever you want to do. So, you know, surfing is an adrenaline sport, let's be honest. You know, once, even once it goes, goes over three feet, surfing gets a
1: bit, ooh, it's part of what pulls yeah. us in. We love it in that yeah. way. He did some great quotes as well, Muhammad Ali, didn't he? And, he did and, and, some, and, so many. And just about those kind of mind things, when you t- talk about, there, there's sometimes there's no shortcuts and you, you've got to go through the pain to get to the other side of achievement. He, did, he, and he, he admitted, he said, I hated every minute of training, but I said, don't quit, suffer now and live the, the rest of your life as a champion. Very so nice. it, it's kind of that, every great athlete and, with which surfers are, Go through that, at times I think, oh, can I be arsed with this? Can I really be bothered? And it's in coming through that, that they, they achieve that sort of amazing greatness. But he also said this, I, th- I think this was attributed a to him, and it's quite relevant for a lot of the stuff that goes on today. He said, the best way to make your dreams come true is to wake up, which I always thought is a good, good sort of idea. Fucking right
0: yeah. on. good old. How kind of good is that? And what
1: a great boxer. How good is
0: yeah. that? Um, didn't I rub in my surfing week? But I'm going to carry on. Here we go. The wound is open, and there's the, there's the salt and lime, yeah. which apparently is what you're supposed to do when you've had a coral reef cut. Oh well, It's lime juice that my- on the? Oh God! I remember my brother doing that to me? Jesus, that's not paint. Not not nice. I'll take um, it out. me vodka tonic. When I'm <laughs> um, but the the, the the second one in the week I had. Because we, we, there's also there's a caveat to all this that's coming in a bit. Second, one hand, the week was was the dream scenario. So I got to to a beach. So I'm very very happy to to talk about Croyd. It's a beach in UK of England, uh, England in the UK, and it's a very very popular way for good reason. Uh, incredible world class A-frame peaks, and they they it's it's pretty uh, reliable. Um, got there. High, coming back off mid, no one in. Okay. Uh, right. Watching the sets, which weren't constant, but they were there every five minutes, set, chest high, there's a set. Breaking pretty well like Croyd does, fine. Still no one here, fine. Is there some sort of to- toxic leak in the water? Like, what's going on? No, I know it's a weekday, but I've lined up hundreds of weekdays for Croyd. Got there and gone. Oh, nah, I can't do this. Go back and go, go, go back to the quieter to beach around the corner, which yeah. is called Saunton. Um, and I watching it going, okay, no one in, fine. And it was the most surreal surf. I had this left that I love to myself. And then still to myself, an hour later, to myself. And I'm like, this is just okay. The entire two hour surf to myself on this left that I love. I was getting so picky with which one to go for because where it works is on that left, you, you get it at kind of high mid. It's rather rocks to to the left.
1: Yeah,
0: is you have to be you know re- like anyway, you have to be reasonably patient because they don't all come in perfect. So what I was doing, the, the waves were coming in sets of four, so I was kind of letting the first one go through and go, oh, maybe it was a bit whatever. One just it, oh, look at this one, and then whoa, you know, four five turns off the top wow. each time. Um, long ways between sets, but I just can't wait from the surf going. Fuck, man! Surfing's unpredictable. You just don't.
1: <sighs> it, it, why it do we try ultimate. and predict?
0: It, it's it's like we do. We all do this as humans. Well, don't why we? do we try
1: and predict anything? I mean, there there is the folly of man, isn't it? That's to it? say Yeah, of course there are probabilities and models and suggestions. God, I won't get into the detail around some of the modelling of uh, the COVID sort of projections that um, our highly paid and esteemed modelers at Sage have done. But this idea that you can predict what's exactly what's going to happen is a sort of very much a, a, a an egocentric pursuit sometimes, isn't it? it is. Um, because you just better off see what happens and get what you get, get, what you get. Your line, you get what you get and you don't get
0: upset. Yeah. Is the best line yeah. for surfing. You can even look at it and go, "Oh, it's three foot and it's really good. But if you let your mind creep in, oh yeah, but what about it might people might be seeing this and be yeah. busy, or you know, if we love it and we start whooping whooping, yeah. we might attract a load of people, or what about if it hits the wrong bank, or what if what if actually it's not as good, you know, you just you never really truly, I think we've got to have this moment, haven't we? We never, even at the Bristol fucking wave, which by the way is a wave park in this country, England, UK. Yeah. I'm gonna do that today, aren't I? Even at the Wave Park in Texas, wherever you are, Australia, you can go to Wave Park and you don't know. Yeah. So... Things get in the way. Loads of things. You mind, go- body, yeah. wind,
1: conditions, other people. Yeah. But you keep Everything. making the list? It's, it's monumental. Which is why the best anything, but particularly surfing, is those days where you're not expecting anything. Yeah. All comes together. You're surfing mm-hmm. with a good crowd of people. And it just... That's when the magic happens in surfing. Big time. For me, it's just those unexpected moments. Or you walk past the beach and, ah, just wasn't supposed to be a wave today. Run back, get aboard, get in, surf for a couple of hours. And it's, well, there's been a few of those over the last few years where there's almost been no prediction of surf. And only in walking past the beach do you spot it. And that raced home and back to take advantage of a, an unexpected wave. Sometimes they are the best serves that you'll ever, ever have.
0: So true. And I want to finish now on this lifestyle bit because there's always what comes up and must come down. Mm -hmm. And on Friday, whoa, walloped. So I'm fitting in clients and work and family and all these other things in the week whilst then having done two trips... Driven on both occasions, did a did a solo one on, like I said, on that second one, and then so that was on the Thursday, and then the Friday had an early start, lots of clients, and then when I was done by midday,
1: poof,
0: fuck, oh, man, I was run yeah. down, could feel it. It was it, really I was, and and it, and it was sort of like you know, in surfing and in life, we are inevitably going to pay for what we do. Um, and 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 that's true of even those surfs you have down the road. Like you, you know, there's always going to be some sort of recovery uh, aspect and replenishment need that comes in after surfing. That might not mean that you're absolutely buzzing with stoke and joy because the whole point is you can't be mm-hmm. buzzing with stoke and joy all the time. It's not only not possible; it's just biology. Yeah, your biology will not allow for it. Yeah. You have uh, a, a a system. That's designed to have peaks, troughs, peaks, troughs, because that's 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 hunt and gather, and then come back and eat your food and rest and try and do it again the next day or whatever. Like it's, yeah. we've got all these systems in place within our hormones to have those buzzy. But what we do is, is with our ego and our unconscious self is get hooked on that True. high, yeah. and that's the sort of one yeah. of the con- well, it is maybe the the condition, the human condition.
1: It, it is, and and you can overdo anything, even the things that you love. You can do them so much that you lose a period of enjoyment for that day or a time when it's not so good. So that's, we've always say this, it's a recurring theme on the show, isn't it? Surfing allows you to have moments of scarcity with waves that then make you appreciate the waves that you get even, even more. And that's, it's unique in that aspect as a, as a pastime or a sport, because you can't guarantee that's it. The predictions around it is not, they're, they're they're not set in stone, so mm. you, you you can have you can love something and it it will le it leaves you for a time until it decides to come back, and so there's an appreciation I think of waves when they come that you don't get if it's just you go and play football every week. So the true. Pitch is always there, and so, so true. that's the magic of surfing as well.
0: And it's it's one of those ones where you sort of you can take lessons from other people and seeing how they live and kind of dr- draw wisdom out of. Their approach and there's one guy uh called Jim who has a Instagram handle called Bodyboarding in Sidmouth.
1: Oh yeah, James. So it's James. Yeah.
0: He um has this thing where he just he will not travel. He just waits until it comes back. He's so mellow about it. He's a mellow dude, isn't he? Such a mellow dude. And I'm just like Could I do that? <laughs> I don't think I could, but the thing is, I can. I can listen to him and kind yeah. of take that bit of wisdom and go, "Ooh, yeah," because you know I was contemplating on that Friday. Yeah. Of driving both of us. But I mm. had to be really honest and just say, actually, I, I can't do that yeah. that drive. So that's my own, that's my t- tiny version of what he does, yeah. which is spend weeks and weeks not going in until something comes back.
1: And then he's not looking for anything else. No. He's, just, that is, it is, he's very zen in that respect. Very, very zen. And he gets barreled because he's on a bodyboard all the Correct. time at our local. So mm. he gets right on the shore break in, inside those sort of shore dumps and yeah. has a great time. But one thing about James, and he won't mind me saying, is when he gets in with his camera, my surfing goes to shit. <laughs> Certainly, that's my excuse. Anyway,
0: you got the, there's a photo you've, that he's got a view from a recent surf, yep. and it, it's that you and your first comment was, oh, "I'm not bringing my." Was yeah. it your arms around Yeah, remember your arms are kind of yeah. like sort of like the T-Rex arms. We we'll call that. Yeah, we all do it. Versus the seagull arms of sort of you know Mark Richards you know, flowing flowing and all movements. that all that flowing movement stuff. And that's where, you know, we all, and we discussed this last, show on, last week on the show about, you know, this kind of aspect of spray and what does it matter? You know, the amount of spray that you produced. It's, it's all folly, it's all silly, and it is, it is all ego. Except there's also that in, intrinsic, more organic side of things, which is you look at it through that sort of conscious framework and go, right, this is how my body angle is. So next time I go in, I'm going to be not aggressively. But just a little bit more and very calmly conscious of my arms. Yeah. Job done. But how many surfers are like that? Not many. Because most immediately flash up into their ego and go, oh, you know. Uh, it's like this. I surf like that. It, and they're too hard on themselves. And it's
1: almost best to the, the, the kind of universal, the, the rule of the universe is that certainly in surfing, your, your best manoeuvres moments, no one will see. <laughs> You just gotta get that into your mind. Well said. They're they're unseen. Unseen. Although my David Beckham free kick in the garden yesterday. I got so I've set this thing up for the kids. I just gotta say this because nobody saw it apart from one of the kids. <laughs> so you do have a witness. Put a bucket Because your child tied, tied a bucket in the top right hand corner of oh, that's the goal. And the idea is you've got to take a free kick and get the ball in the bucket. And what did I do? First go, bang, straight in. Fuck. Can I do it again? No. (laughs) Mate, that's good. I felt like Superman and Superdad. And I had my work boots on as well, because I'd been doing a bit of... Not even in training. Not even trainers. Well, you know, it's interesting. It reminds me of of,
0: of playground football. Yeah. Because actually, school shoes, work shoes, can be quite good football shoes. I remember wearing my... School shoes into the absolute ground. I mean, literal ground, as in the my socks were starting to penetrate through the heel from running around at play playtime. You know, with the football. Yeah, because they they weirdly were quite good.
1: Well, work shoes are quite good. Football well, shoes, bizarrely, I don't know why. Work shoes. I, I won. Uh, again, here's the ego stroke. I won the parents hundred meter race at school school sports day. Ah. Um, in my work shoes. we <laughs> many years ago when the kids were. That
0: doesn't surprise me because we discussed your biology yeah. on the show before, um and when I see you snap, there's this kind of fastness to it, and you're, and I've seen when I've seen you in the gym too, there's this explosiveness, yeah. etc. And one of the things that then you've tried to and have cultivated at the same time is more of the endurance side of mm-hmm. things. And for me, it's been slightly more the other way around i mm-hmm. I suppose, more born with yeah. slow twitch muscle, which is has a, what we call a high oxidative capacity, has a high aerobic um, ability to better do endurance. In in our family, the foster family, we all very good endurance athletes, but it's more for us power, mm. speed, et cetera, that's been harder to cultivate. So I've had to cultivate more of that, but I think that comes back to that piece that the whole show really is about, yeah. which is being mindful of yourself to know where you're at on, on in, in that spectrum. And so that's why it's so useful going to, um pt studios crossfit studios gyms where there's going to be pts also have having whether it's just a session or a few sessions or that you do it regularly where you just go in and you have some sort of have someone look at what you're doing yeah you then tell them they don't even have to be a surfer yeah but you tell them that, that it's a sport that combines endurance paddling mm. and power mm. speed which is maneuvers you can tell them that and they go right well you know look you I'll, I'll, let me get you doing, do do some burpees for me right now and then lift these heavy kettlebells and do these jump things here and pull yourself up on there and like how many reps you can do yeah. this and they'll find out that coach will find out very very quickly where you're strong and where you're weak and then you can start going right well shit actually when I go to do manoeuvres that cutback is really lazy and slow and yeah I don't I don't whip my board around like in that way so ah right I'm not very powerful okay well you can work on that mm. likewise you know on the other end of the spectrum someone might not have that paddle yeah. endurance yeah and they say, oh paddling 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 right now now start doing reps it's true. F- reps rep sets of 50 sets of 100 yeah. like real high rep stuff yeah. and really build that lactic
1: threshold whatever so the challenge is though and i've I, yeah i said this very early on and when we started recording this world is that you have to be ready for honest input so to my sort of advice on it having been for it myself is find someone who's prepared to tell you honestly where your weaknesses are you know constructively i don't mean this in a sort of oh you're shit at that (laughs) (laughs) because you've got to be careful how you tell people if you genuinely (laughs) want to improve at anything you have to open your mind and your heart to very good constructive criticism Mm. of what you actually where you're actually at and that criticism or critique comes from hopefully yourself when you when you look at yourself honestly in the, in the mirror, uh, fit, yeah, literally and metaphorically speaking, and from the coaches you put around yourself to take their guidance and input if it's, if it's coming from a good place. But the ego, as we've talked about before, does not like that. It prickles against somebody mm, saying to mm. you, especially when it comes to things like surfing, where everybody thinks they're Kelly Slater until they see themselves on the film, you know. And the ego prickles when somebody will tell you that you're not able to do those things, or you are you you are not completing your whatever it might be. There's a tendency among surfers, certainly from my experience, to go, "I can," mm. and it's changing. But that's I was there a little bit. You, you just mm. think I'm a surfer, and that's it, it's fixed, set in stone. Boom. So you, you're not taking any input or feedback from people. But if you do, you will find the road to improvement and mm. and, and and gains that you wouldn't get if you just close your mind to. I'm fixed, this is how I am, this is how I surf, this is what I do, this is how I live my life. Whatever the whatever the area of your life you're trying to improve at, it's it's dropping the cloak and allowing somebody mm. to give you some hard home truths, really, about where you're at. Well
0: said. And it's actually, if I think of my, this is a very Will-esque, just this is completely personal to me, psycho, psycho-sociological... Study in yeah. my own head of let's say the 30 surfers that know the best. Yeah. Those 30 surfers that know best, let's say I know five to 10 that I feel are really on a journey mm. of self awareness mm. of where they know they're strong, they're weak, and they're mm. working on it. And the remaining 20, let's say, aren't as much, okay. and there's no judgment of that at all. But on that observational front, those five to 10 that I know who are working on that, so they're getting more stoked. Yeah, It seems, yeah. and seems is a very big word in that yeah. because obviously it's just my interpretation. Yeah. It seems like they're getting more stoked from it because they're advancing. They're advancing in their surfing, but therefore they're advancing mentally and spiritually too because when you do something physically, it takes you advance. Well, well if you're advancing in that way, yeah. you're going to have to advance internally. It's what's amazing about life. is It's, it's inextricably linked. So you will have had to have... Advance internally in terms of, God, that's really hard. So what qualities do you need? Well, you need determination, humility, patience, motivation, whatever it might be, all these qualities. So when you then have to then work on those things, that then helps you develop as a person, which
1: helps aid your stoke just as much as the stoke that comes from doing a better turn. And it helps you in life as well. Because There you go. Well, because of the, well, everything from learning any new skill the brain is, has a plasticity to it, doesn't it? So there's neuroplasticity plasticity, plasticity that is very difficult to say. It's very hard very Plasticity. <laughs> yeah. Especially after a, very, especially after a heavy, heavy night out last night. But you've you, you got that. So you, you, you're firing up new connections in the brain and all those neuro, neurological kind of fibers and neurons kind of firing and collect, uh, connecting in new ways in order that you then can do the thing that you couldn't do before. It's magic, really, if you think about it. But you have to put lots of practice and effort and energy into it. But when you do that, you are, you almost are a different person. You're a person that can do something that two, three, four weeks ago, maybe a year ago, you couldn't do. And so for me, that kind of growth mindset is when you see the people that are open to it, they are becoming newer, better versions of themselves. Uh, every day almost. And, and that kind of ties in with what we were talking about, about only comparing yourself to the previous version of you. you. You can really plot where you were and where you are. And so when it comes to something as joyous as surfing, and if you are getting stoke out of new manoeuvres, new, n- new experiences, diff, uh, learning to surf different conditions, be it big waves, uh, beach breaks, pipes, whatever, you, you, your brain is firing all the time to overcome uh, the challenge so you then get into flow because you're learning new things. You push yourself to the limits of your ability and your comfort zone, and you get that sort of magical flow experience. So all of that thing, all of that comes together if you have that sort of capacity for taking on board constructive So Why would you not want to do that? Now, here's the caveat on this. My lovely, amazing wife is probably listening to this show, occasionally she does, and thinking... In no fucking way does he take constructive feedback about how he could be a better person. (laughs) He is well. He is never listening to the things I'm telling him he could be doing better. I I will try harder, darling.
0: It's it's the closer it is to home, sometimes the harder it is to hear. Yeah, because as in the further away it is, as in you know, someone in the gym going, "Look, mate, your glutes are like this, and you could do that," and oh, cool, right, go. Or your surfing's, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's further away. It's like, it's, you can sort of, once it gets further, closer and closer, you say, really? Yeah. Especially if it's from your own mum. Yeah. yeah. Dad. Yeah. And you're a grown adult and they're calling you out. Like, Ooh. Yeah. You know, and actually there's, there's, there's a lovely Ram Dass saying on that, which I always yeah. like talking about. I love this one, which is, you know, you, oh, you think you're enlightened. I love this. You think you're enlightened. Oh yeah. You're getting more patient. Oh, that's good. And you're getting more, you know, like we're talking about now, getting yeah. more determined in your yeah. inner world. Yeah. You're, oh, you're, you're working on your surfing, are yeah. you? Well done. You know, you're going out when it's cold, good work. Bit bigger, you're doing it, yeah. Oh, yeah, all these things. So you're becoming enlightened, are you? Now go spend a week with your parents. Yeah. And uh, it's a great quote because every time I see that, I smile and just, mm.
1: Well, that's it. The, the, yeah. the, the, the more my ego takes over, the well, I'm trying my best to be a mindful surfing, mindful human being. You know, the, the, a kind of Zen version of my previous self. It's those people will pierce your ego bubble around that. Hell yeah! Because the closest to you know you and see the sometimes yeah the the the, the authentic from the uh, ego version of yourself.
0: Big time. And if I had a video of me now, of my lowlights, and yeah, my worst bits, and my worst quirks, whatever, or, or foibles, whatever you want yeah. to call these things, because we sort of label them um, negatively sometimes. But actually, it is, we, all, we all have these foibles, these things we do. I would cower. I'd find it hard viewing, yeah. um, the way I sometimes am with the dog, with the kids, certain things to say to my wife, and things like that. But actually, it's interesting, because it, you know, it, it takes that humility and self-awareness to go no 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 I am aware of that I think if you're then if you ever meet anyone who's in total denial you do get this impression like oh no I'm just I'm great I'm perfect I'm just yeah and that's when you (laughs) that's when we go it's a bit like those governments and leaders who no we've got this perfect it's done you know we're all it's there's no it's that leads to less trust we trust humans it's so paradoxical we trust humans more when they're honest (laughs) About their Flaws. bits they fuck up on. Yeah, we trust them more. Yeah. I love that because well, it means don't worry. Like, don't just don't. No, no one's out to get you. And by the way, if they end up
1: doing so and, and judging you, then geez, they're not meant for your path anyway. Well, I I, I do feel, and not to get too much off topic, we are seemingly in this place of peak hypocrisy, right? So that's I think that's why there's a breakdown of trust between let's call let's call them the elites or the people in charge and us mere. Mortals, kind of trying to just go about our business without any interference from others that think they know best. Because the people that, in inverted commas, think they know best for us in terms of how we live our lives, how we structure society, all that sort of thing, is that they seem to be in that, you know, human trap of doing a do do as I say, not as I do. Mm. And that is... And and the the whole, even the last few years, but sort of for, for generations... The path of these kind of proclamations by people who are interfering in your life is littered with hypocrisy. Mm. So those people that cut through and just are authentic and say, you know, Mm. I am human and I do Mm. screw things Mm. up, Mm. you know, all of that stuff. uh, But I, you know, I've got this idea, and it is, yeah, they're more you, you kind of instinctively almost warm to them more because they're not projecting a version of themselves that you know to not be true anyway, which so, is the worst. So true. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's interesting,
1: you know, and I'm not perfect on this because yeah. I get defensive. We
0: all get defensive. Yeah. It's a human trait. Of Me too. Um, but I noticed that then when I've done it, I've gone, yeah. ooh, what was I defending? Ah, defending my ego mainly. Yeah. And when I do so, it doesn't help anybody. And my point on this is... It takes that self-awareness then to go oh, okay look i'm sorry i'm sorry i got defensive it's because i was actually uh, unaware of my inner reaction my inner reaction was actually that i was uh unnerved by your stance but i didn't have the courage awareness wherewithal to deal with it at the time so i thought yes. i'll use defensiveness instead it's a quick reflex you know it, it designed and used to protect ourselves which of course it doesn't it does nothing but harm ourselves and what's interesting is when you then see politicians on the television, and we'll lose this last couple of years, as example, because we, we have lost uh, a lot of trust, um, a lot of us have, I feel like, with our leaders. Um, and one of the biggest reasons why is defensiveness. When you have someone, if someone, uh, some big leader... We'd have to bring in a name here because it's mm. irrelevant. They're all in this just big leader yeah. thing. Different big countries. These these kind of first world countries. Did you say big countries? Big countries. Uh, yeah. Like oh yeah, yeah. Like, well, little <laughs> big country. I mean, could, well, uh, let's get on to that. Yeah. But no, no, you know what I mean. Like uh, c- countries that we know in this kind of like yeah. English speaking Western yeah. paradigm situation. It's right?
1: everywhere. But let's, let's 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 go with that.
0: That that kind of deal. If you had a politician stand up. And not be defensive if someone kind of, let's say, came at them with a point, and then and and have that leader go, "Do you know what? I see your point, mm. and I'm sorry I've acted in this way, this way." That can you imagine the trust and the power that it would build with that human at that point? Oh, it's, it's really dude, yeah. Now listen, now listen. I am not. In charge of a country. And I do not know what it's like. And I have... But I Do you know what? I have such... I can't have empathy. Empathy is when you've really been somewhere. So you have, have empathy for someone. It's sort of different to sympathy. Sympathy. She, I have huge sympathy for people who are making these big decisions. Because fuck me, you're never going to please everyone.
1: You can't please everybody.
0: It's so, so difficult. So I think it's, you know, people getting this kind of thing where... um He's doing this wrong. She's doing that wrong. it that, that, and and yeah. Listen, they are oftentimes doing things wrong in our view. Yeah. In our view, what's wrong? Yeah. What, it's our view. But also at the same time, they're just doing their best. It's kind of
1: well. That's it. It's, I mean, the the, the the to be in the arena is the important thing. Yeah. Well said. Sometimes. But I do, I do, I do see what you're saying age maybe helps you with this and actually being aware of your own ego that the more defensive you are the less confident you are of your truth if you like or or, or you are making up for some fear that there's a deficiency in your position and i, I totally see that i mean and that relates to surfing as well um so, so, you know you're not you're not really surfing there i am you know, mm. and you do know deep down. <laughs> a good response. You know deep down that you're probably not in the way that you would like to, but you you're so defensive of your position because she's hiding a truth that you don't want to be told. That's it. That's sometimes it. So I think that's, that's it. That's, that's a nice way of putting it. It it, it. it it it's a sort of cloak you can put around something that needs to be out in the open. And so I'm always inherently. Uh, as protecting those particular talk in the political realm, inherently suspect of those people that are unable to openly talk about anything subject wise without some kind of hand waving, name calling gesture to get rid of you because they don't like the question you're asking. You know, there should be no questions that aren't askable. Askable to anyone really, but particularly those people that are taking control because it controls a big thing of our lives because ultimately you know this show is about freedom isn't it and to be the freedom to be left alone but you know that those people provide an infrastructure around the world to make it a nice place to live but don't tell you how to go about your business every day Mm. you know so any question should be you know shouldn't, shouldn't remain unanswered it's a valid every voice has the right to ask any question they like of the people that have put themselves in a position of power Mm, well said. That's my soapbox. Uh,
0: no, it's, it's fantastic. I remember when um, I got defensive about board volume, yeah, with my brother, and I always remember because he was. We were talking about boards, and he said, "Oh yeah, you know, you you ride really low volume boards for what your you know your weight is." There. I said, "Well, no, it's the and I I thought at the time that I was sort of talking you know mindfully about yeah. this, and actually looking back in hindsight, I was being defensive because I was defending. My position, and my position was egoic. Whenever your position is egoic, there is a defensive element to it, because, like you said, it's trying to block the truth. It doesn't want to know the truth because it's going to have to be humbled, and if it's being humbled, it doesn't like that because the ego is all about being right, and you're protecting yourself from Except, the true, correct. And it's a paradox because then you're doing more harm to your actual self. Yeah. But the ego is fascinating like that. The ego does nothing but harm. You, but it thinks it's helping you. It's really weird, and um, and there, there is the metaphor for current life. Yeah, it? it's for your own good. What? <laughs> I don't, don't, don't. But looking back, and then now, you know, years and years later, having had that message there, and then as years have rolled on and on and on, and uh, having gone up in board volume a yeah. lot and doing better turns than ever, uh, I know that loads of of, of those better turns. More enjoyable turns, higher wave count, more flow, more zip, more, more everything has come because the truth has started to come through that I'm a heavy dude and I need a fair bit of volume. Yeah, where we live and I'm not fucking absolutely shredding like a pro. And I need some, I need some assistance. I need some foam under my feet. So it's ego, isn't it? It's like the ego was like, yeah, no, no, you know, no. I'm a, I'm a proper surfer. This is in my late twenties when I had that conversation with Toby. and I'm sure Toby's listening. Hey, Toby, how, how you doing? Um, And it's so paradoxical. I love all these paradoxes. Yeah. And now I'm so much closer. And of course, I'm not still anywhere actually near being a pro, but I'm so much closer now to being a pro surfer yeah. than I was then. Yeah. And when I was surfing then, I was surfing on a board that was more akin to what a quote-unquote
1: pro would ride. It's, yeah. all, it's all this giant paradox. Massive, massive paradox. And and I think that's it. So, so the... The idea that you're protecting your ego you're also holding yourself back when it comes to surfing from that. And that's the point we were making shows and shows ago, even at the beginning, is that to hold the mirror up to yourself for whatever, you know, cheesy self improvement journey you're on. But is is vital to get as naked as you can and and, and, and don't be woohoo <laughs> Don't be uncomfortable with the truth. Because we've all got Bits that you're unhappy with, right? In every bit. But it's 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 shining a light on that and, and not allowing it to be an area that you have shame about. You know, there's no shame, is there, in not being as good at something as your ego thinks you are. It it, it only will improve you if you're happy to sort of take on a momentary bit of discomfort to come to that realisation. One caveat. Here we go. It's going to be about nudity.
0: Of course. If you're naked... Yeah. And you're laying on your board. We happen to be in a place where,
1: you. I hope you haven't thought can be
0: naked in the sea surfing for anything longer than what, like, fuck, I don't know, two minutes where we live. Yeah. Before you get hypothermia. There is a nudie beach there around the corner. There is. No waves though. No waves. Um, the the thing with you being nude on the board is the cave. I've just got this idea. You've got a good what what we call a cave. Um. It's that your 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 butt crack and your your ball the, the back of the ball oh, sack. It's just got shit. this dark. You got this dark Irish genetics. These sort of furry genes. You're upset. It, you are offended. Dark both beardiness, Irish hair, community and the, lots of bush. Lots
1: and lots of it's, bush. It's not too like bush bad. Up, but but it's, crack. Yeah, the, the, you know the, 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 there is a, a smattering of hair. I mean, that's what <laughs> smattering. Yeah, I can just envisaged this. I, actually,
0: where the cave comes from is is my, my friend uh, once. He's not a surfer, but he—he's a lovely, lovely bloke, and just paddled out uh, on a boogie board with a pair of like bloody diving fins for fins, yeah, yeah. And, it, and was all over the place, you know, real, yeah. just classic. And he was wearing these white football shorts, yeah, with no top, just no wetsuit, just. And <laughs> he's similar to you, may I say, dark haired, oh, lots of hair, handsome, very, very handsome, yeah. obviously. Not Shia LaBeouf, is it? no no he actually does he does look a little bit like you um but uh he was paddling past me and I went whoa butch do you realise how see through your shorts are right now it's like a cave in there it's like I can see this dark furry cave and that's where that started
1: but anyway I bet he's thanking you for it as we speak yeah as we speak
0: yeah has he spoken
1: to you since (laughs) no
0: no no that was it that was the last time we spoke um you're not
1: going to be welcome in Ireland as well then no
0: I'm not no um Guys, right? Wow! Good intro. Moving on. The, Have we only done an intro? I think we're finishing just the show. There. An intro. Bloody hell! Um, the next s- segments will be quick. C- quick segments <laughs> next. Um, segment number two: just a bit of mindfulness to check in with your breath. So take a breath in through your nose and breathe out, and breathe in. And breathe out. Take a breath in. And breathe out. Just take one more breath in. I want you to hold your breath at the top. Breathe in through your nose for as long as you can. Deep breath. Keep breathing in. Hold your breath there. Just see what you can see, take in your surroundings and breathe out slowly. (sighs) One aspect of mindfulness that is incredibly helpful for maintaining balance within uh, is health, um, immune system, dealing with bugs, flus, colds, COVID, even various things that are out there um, that, relates, that relates to surfing. Because when we surf, we, we, we do do uh, sometimes quite intense exercise, depending on what the type of surf is. That suppresses the immune system. This is why things like uh, rest and recovery are very, very important. Vitamin C, protein, sleep, you name it, insert it, whatever. Yeah. Right. Okay. Amongst all that rest recovery and nutrition things, and it, uh, part of that is mindfulness, because when you do uh, deep breath work, so that's four seconds in deep breathing into your nose, eight seconds breathing out of your mouth, as an example, amongst, let's say, uh, yoga type exercises, Pilates type exercises, or just sitting on a seat and just purely being with the breath, which is what we call mindfulness meditation. All these forms of uh, softer work, inner work, calming work with breathing um, are proven uh, in lots and lots of literature now to have a very, very uh, beneficial effect upon well it's actually your your telomere length, so that's actually the 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 the, the, the that telomere is the you can be it can be measured mm. in your cells as to the rate of which you are ageing. That's right. Now, what happens is when we, let's say, go for that surf, for example, it expresses our immune system, so it actually shortens our telomere length. We temporarily, basically, speed up ageing because we're ramping up the free radical production uh, in our bodies, and that's why we need antioxidants um, to prevent that oxidation process, basically. So essentially when you do your deep breathing type work, it actually speeds up recovery. So there is a, there's a, there's a surfing point coming here. And it is, and the question becomes, could we surf more and surf better, the better we recovered, if we did more mindfulness type work, yoga type work, breathing work? And the answer is yes, 100%. And when I was cooked on that Friday last week, um, I put, took myself in the garage and I normally do every day uh, a, a morning routine of 15-20 of minutes um, Pilates breathing gentle exercise all breathing based mindfulness stuff I also have a meditation there towards the end that's half an hour then I have a little bit in the day and then a little bit at, at night but then although I missed my bit in the day because I was with the family when I then got home I did twice as long as I normally do in the evening yeah to just kind of make up for all the busyness. And it was really, really hard at the beginning Mm. because what's fascinating with us as humans is when we aren't buzzing, when we're feeling run down or a bit tired or maybe even a bit emotional, whatever it might be, it's so silly how we are. We are are least likely to do the best thing for us. That's right. And on the flip side, when we are feeling our best, we are... We don't need, then, the mindfulness as much, but we're much more likely to do it. It's so fucked up. We're so silly. We all do this. It's spotting that. Yeah. You you need to become a ninja warrior at spotting your tendencies and become a, a, a mindful artist, a Zen master at yourself, at knowing yourself. Know thyself, as Shakespeare would say. And... I was like, I was so run down. I was like, oh, I'm getting maybe another cold and whatever. I sort of drag myself into the garage, is where my gym is, the studio. And the first stretch is up. Like, and the second one, whoa, and I'm not present and my mind's racing, and like, uh, uh. stick with it. Like we said last week, shut up and breathe, shut up and stretch, stick with it, stick with it. And then my whole world is different. Minute 15, minute 20, after that much yoga. It's amazing. I'm a whole fucking... It's completely different. And it's so humbling that really we think the world is the way it is, but it isn't. It is how we think it is. Yeah. And when we're thinking better, the world seems better. And that is the most challenging aspect of life because we kind of get ourselves into these moods, into these states, etc., Thinking things are the way they are, and that's the thing that's causing the way we feel, and it's not at all, really. Well, it's that self responsibility journey. You know?
1: It really is, and the parallel, the the parallel universe is right there, isn't it? If you step into it by breathing, we're captured by the distractions of our modern age: um, phones, TVs, internet, you know, whatever it is, messaging, always on, you know being kept in a state of high alert by the the media that you consume when you go on your phone you look at the in news it's not saying hey why don't you chill out today and have a really good time the world is a good place <laughs> it's basically like is it chicken licking running around going ah, the yeah. sky is falling in everybody yeah. Yeah. Um, so you kind of yeah if you put it all down and breathe and just be in the here and now I'm giving myself the advice because I need to do it myself more myself yeah, included um Hey, yeah, you're you you, you, you you're in that... You've gone through the portal very quickly, actually, to something that's much calmer and much more zen-like and all that. But you've just got to, yeah, shut up and do it. There's so many... Shut up and breathe. So many distractions or excuses that stop you doing it.
0: And, and does sitting on the phone replenish you after that surfing? Does it replenish you so that when you go back to surfing again, you surf better because you've really recovered? Well, only you know, and this is what's really interesting. When you get to know your body, you go on that real inner journey of like, how is how am I feeling? How is my body? There will be times where being on the phone like that is totally fine and does nothing to slow down your replenishment recovery for your next surf uh, or just life yeah. and feeling better for your family and, your, and just you and mm. work and. But there will be other times. Mm. There'll be other times where you're weirdly, again, there's a paradox, weirdly more susceptible to being sucked in by the phone. Yeah. And by this chore and that thing, when you know, like underneath all that sort of need for distracting, you're like, oh God, I actually have, what I really need right now is just to fucking get myself a downward dog going and some yeah. breathing and maybe hang off a bar and breathe and maybe just sit and breathe or close my eyes and stretch my neck and just slow down and kind of get back to reality here or whatever. So you've got to just know yourself in that way. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll move, that's brilliant. When we'll move, we we'll move on to segment number three, we're going to fire through these last two segments. We've done such big intros today. Um, and, we, and, and we're going to be very honest in this segment number three <laughs> now, mind, body, stoke, because um, Liam and I were discussing how we were going to go you know, much lower carb and all these things in the week that was last yeah. week. Now yeah. I'll give my account, then Liam can give his. <laughs> <laughs> Do she- they want their talk? Do they fuck? So I got to, I did low carb, much, much low carb. And I hit a wall way sooner than, than I normally do. And it felt different. <clears throat> and it was on Tuesday, i significantly dropped my carbs. And um, the immediate effect is, is, is actually um, a little bit more uh, Urinating. That's what okay. happens when you drop carbs. It does. Yeah. It's part of why people think they've lost weight. It's mm. actually not weight, it's just it's just water weight. Mm. Um and and you 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 expect that's normal. Um I, I then supplement back in electrolytes, um extra water, lots of things like bone broth is very good, it's full of electrolytes, mm. full of minerals. Anyway, lots of salt, fine, no big deal. And then and then when I hit the proper like at the wall, like I said, the next day after day, maybe day three of being much lower carb, it felt very, very different. It felt actually slightly immunological as opposed to endocrine-based. Endocrine-based is, poof, feeling a bit flat because my yeah. endocrine system's going through some changes. I'm going to have to start producing, you know, different hormones and different, you know, there's going to be different things going moving on from glucose to ketones and I'm yeah. going to be doing these, you know, my body's going through a shift. And this felt like, woo. There's a little virus still kicking around in there somewhere. I don't. I'm not testing positive yeah. for COVID, but I had I had COVID three and a half weeks ago now. Maybe f- yeah, something. Like that. And I'm probably in it like any virus. I am in a post COVID or post flu or post cold. Yeah. Any Jesus, insert whatever bug you want. But my my body went, mate. This is this is your immune system needs some carbohydrate. And so I had some carbs. I felt better now. Since then, I've I've still been on like a moderate carb thing, but I have noticed that I do need those carbs. So what it, what what it really is is the, the story is there, not really about should I eat carbs, should I not, etc. That's never really what our nutrition stories are about. Mind body Stoke, they, we just share these because they we're very honest about our journey, and it's this thing where it's about tuning into your body, yeah, really noticing what it needs doing something about it. But also at the same time, you and I being very, very honest on this show, uh, talking about the times where we haven't got it right as well. Because this isn't all just roses and fairies and wonderfulness. Yeah. It's like, you know, there are times, like for example, I have a bit of a histamine intolerance. Mm-hmm. We discussed that on the show before and it makes my knee flare up if I have too many aged foods. Yeah. And I had... Some chocolate on Thursday night, which is okay. No big deal. But if I start ramping up things one after the other, then I had um some nice quality cured ham in the yeah. day, the next day, and then I so I was ramping up and then my knee on Saturday yesterday, yeah, it was a little bit that's quite sore. Yeah. And that's me definitely getting it wrong. Cause I cause I fucking full well yeah. know that I should not be having aged foods for those reasons now part of probably why i was eating those foods was because i was a bit more run down you can start to see all these patterns emerge and i think what we do week by week by week by week by week as humans i hope is we learn and we learn about ourselves you're not expecting anyone to be perfect this is the key and we give ourselves permission to be human and we give ourselves permission to make mistakes and permission to have that food over that one when we know we really wanted to be having the other one or whatever, because it's a journey. There are yeah. no destinations. You don't. You don't. You don't wake up one day and go. That's it. I'm perfect. That's it. I'm healthy. Yeah. Forever. Yeah.
1: Done. Yeah. Well, guess fucking what? You've not done what the quantum leap into Kelly Slater's <laughs> Kelly Slatey? Kelly Slatey? That's more realistic. Kelly Slater's body or whatever, and like in the nineties and gone. Oh, I'm here. I've arrived. <laughs> I'm at the temple, the pinnacle of surf godness, or whatever you want to call it. But no, I did the same this week. Yeah, I started really well. I got, I was like, right, some really good salmon, some avo, an egg. I fasted till lunchtime, that was what I had, in a bowl. Oh, delicious. Salt, pepper, all that sort of thing. Monday kind of got through quite well. Tuesday... Started to kind of crave a bit more, but you know, got got did did a bit of Tuesday. But by Thursday, I'd been for a pizza and two pints at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I was having that balance, I took my wife for lunch and we tried this place, and it was only really pizza. And that then the wheels came off.
0: And what's key then is you haven't necessarily thrown in the towel either. No, because it's like when you're making any adjustment in your diet, people do these things of black and white and, oh, because I've had that now. Oh, that's it. I may as well throw it all in because I may as well let it all hang out and I may as well just eat whatever. And then once I get to like that day, then I'll start a diet again. That is not where I want you to be if you listen to this show. agree. You treat it day by day, meal by meal. And... It's not. In fact, do you notice this thing where rather than it be like this kind of self-harm, sabot- self-sabotage, oh, I shouldn't have had that because now I'm going to... It's not that, obviously. It's not the negative thoughts. It's, it's also not, oh, I just need to love myself more and just, oh, just let yourself have loads of chocolate and stuff you shouldn't eat because, you know, what does it matter if you're heavier for your surfing or heavier for life or less healthy? Well, oh, be kind to yourself, love yourself. It's not that either. It's neither the negative thoughts you have about food, it's n- nor the positive ones. It's Zen. Yeah. And Zen is, I had a pizza, a couple of pints. It's a full stop. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there is no thing, there's no commentary That's after that. When I started having calms in the week, I had an inner, inner commentary start yeah. about it, about yeah. my diet which we all have because i'm not perfect i'm not not, any human i've got a fucking crazily active mind and my mind started going oh you're not doing your thing because you uh, you're getting lazy now and all you know when you go on your trip you're going to be all you know fat and at shape and there's so much commentary about how i've you know chucked it all in and thrown in the town and i'm I'm a waster i'm fucking no good (laughs) to anybody mate
1: Oh, you know, he's yeah. always been like that, mate. <laughs> uh, we could have told you at the beginning he was never going to fucking stick to that diet. <laughs> Look at the state of it. He's just had a bloody slab of VB delivered.
0: <laughs> and, and, and what's interesting is when I was younger, I was nowhere near as aware of that in a commentary of self-harm, of having made like a mistake, which it isn't. It's
1: just,
0: it's food is just food. We don't have to label it. There's mistake, not mistake, just food. Whereas now I'm aware of the commentary. And because I'm aware of the commentary and continue to be, and a bit more passes through, then there's no forcing myself to eat well that night. Because there's no forcing. You just eat well. That's it. And you stop. And I now and have done for the last three, four, five years, maintained the most consistent body fat of my whole life. And I'm very, very blessed to say that the reason why that has happened is because I am no longer in a battle Mm. with my mind. It just just stays at a certain level, and that performance stays at that level. Now, sometimes it goes up a bit, and sometimes it goes down a bit, obviously, due to various reasons. But it is absolutely essential that we... Don't try and use positive thinking. a real mistake. Oh, love yourself. Yeah, it's all. But you know, give back to yourself. Love yourself. Like, embrace your body. Oh, if you if you're fat, love the fat. That. It, yeah. I, and I kind of I get the sentiment. I get it. It's still just not conscious. Consciousness is stillness. Yes. Seeing thoughts. Thoughts themselves is coming from basically your ego. Still, that's the kind of well, that's the
1: bottom line. That's been my challenge with it. Is that the, the 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 win is to not give yourself a hard time about the things that you do when you fall off the wagon or whatever it might be. So you go, okay, that was it. We move on. It doesn't define you. It doesn't mean that you're then stuck in that perpetual world of not trying. It's just that that's one day out of an eternity. I'm just going to go on and try again and, and, and forget about it. You know, it's just it. Like you say... Don't label it. That's the biggest thing, isn't it? Be impervious to both the highs of getting it right and the lows of getting it wrong, whatever that means. Yeah, but means. you to yeah. use that word. I not know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, off script or whatever. It's the off script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you can sort of that, just kind of ignore the noise around each thing that you do, then it just is. Here's what's interesting. And here's what is on script. Yeah. When you had the pizza and the beers. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Well, I'm a bit of a pizza aficionado, as you know, it wasn't that brilliant a pizza. That, that, I, was more, that, I was more upset with that than the fact that I'd eaten a, a <laughs> yeah, pizza. Fine. I was like, oh, but it's not as good. But what I'm saying is that's
0: a good sign. Because yeah. the, the, the sign is that you were actually with the pizza, there yeah. with the pizza,
1: enjoying the pizza, you know, <laughs> to its stone degree. And you know yeah. my love of uh, beer, but it was local beer, and it just felt really good. Good. Yeah, as it always does. Amazing. And doesn't
0: mean that we throw thrown in the towel, Liam and I. I'm still on... I've slightly moderated my carbs. You, I'm sure, have taken yeah, those steps. Yeah, go back to it, yeah, completely. It's not smashing it down yeah. all day long. But, you yeah. know, it's, it's about being measured, being mindful, yeah. so to speak. Now, guys, we're going to wrap up today. We have not watched any
1: media. Ah, uh, did a little bit of Ben Gravy surfing. Oh, did, oh sorry, lo- no, you did. Sorry. Local, his big... big. Storm surfing again. Check that out if you get a chance. But you know, anybody who listens to this probably is watching Ben Gravy's stuff as well. Ben Gravy. Hyped him up a lot. But uh, check his recent stuff out. It's pretty good. Superb. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. See you. We shall see you soon. See you next week. Bye.